You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. Welcome to the PHP Ugly Podcast. From Japan to Brazil to San Diego, we are here to thrill you with episode number 327. With me, as always, is my good friend, Eric Van Johnson. You got you to click on me. Hello, everybody. You're doing the clicking here. As well as John Condon. <laughs> He's only doing the intro. You you have to do all the rest of the work. He said. Yeah, you you do all gotcha. the button stuff. Did a horrible intro, by the way. And I'm Tom. Didn't mention, our, didn't mention our sponsors. This didn't is mention the PHP Discord. podcast. That's barely about PHP. We've got wonderful sponsors. We're going to introduce you to them later. We're glad to have you here with us tonight. Not as easy as you thought. Now is it? <laughs> no, I nailed it. Eric, thank you for all the hard work you always do every week. <laughs> oh, that's a shot across the bow. No, I think that was a direct hit. No. <laughs> okay, we do have a couple of sponsors. Uh, actually, one sponsor, as always, HoneyBadger.io. And, of course, we always like to thank our Patreons on Patreon. And we're going to talk about all of them a little later. So this is weird. I've been corrected on this by you many times. Patrons on Patreon. Patrons on Patreon. Patrons on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I, I think I got everyone saying Patreons on Patreon. I, I think I, I, I used to say, I, yeah, I think I said that at first too. Okay. Either way, thank you all for for supporting this uh, train wreck of a thing we do every week. It's not a train wreck. We've been doing great lately. And Eric, Eric, I have to agree. That is a fantastic hat for this episode. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. It is. I don't I don't do can the you, uh Can you do it in an Irish accent, please? I you, oh I can barely do an English accent. <laughs> American accent. That this is, is I, I guess this is our This is our St. Patrick's Day episode. St. Patrick's so. Day. Are we all expected to be more intoxicated than usual? Oh, God, no. We, we, we had too much experience with that in the past. We're fine. Same level of toxicity as normal. Still too high. <laughs> all right. You're, you, you brought the show in. I, I can't, like, you've got you to gotta get the show going. I've, I mean, okay. You can't stop there, Tom. There's welcome, a lot more to it. Welcome to the show. If you would like to comment or question us live, you can get us on discord.phpugly.com. That is where we do the majority of our weekly business. Uh, but I'd like to start with John. How was your week? Let's not start with me. Let's start with Eric. He never gets to go first. Eric, how was your week? He always you, gets to go first. That's the he, whole he's point talks, of this. He talks first, but then he asks one of us about our week. You introed Eric. How was your week this week? Eric, 
How was your week? It was. It was. Uh, it, man, it flew by so quick. Um, it was good. It was, Last it was week, a quick week after the show on Friday, I drove over to Pasadena, California, and went to the, uh, the Scale Expo, which was fun. I guess I didn't realize how freaked out I was going to be being around so many people. It it actually shook me a little bit. To be- to be totally honest, if I'm being totally transparent, but that was all right. It, it was were, fine. You were very excited about this. I, I was, yes, yeah, and it, it was fun. I, I I enjoy scale. Scale, I think, was my first tech conference. I want to say, uh, I'm not positive, but that seems that seems to be right. Yeah, I'm going to say it now. Yeah, scale was my first tech <laughs> conference. Uh, so I, I have a nobody's going to question special. you anyway. Yeah, exactly. Who's who's gonna who's gonna background check that one? Um, and then we'll see. What do we do this week, man? Like I said, everything was such a blur. Stressing about getting the getting the magazine out, which I think we're close to doing. Um, Very stressed. Got some good news on sponsorship, uh, which I think is pretty much a carryover from last week. I don't think it's anything new. Just nothing. Well, we can talk about one of them now. Uh, matter of fact, you can go. We can talk about we can talk about two of them. Go on. We talked about last weekend, right? What's that? I don't what? think we talked about either of them last week. No. All right. I don't, you... I don't recall. I'm going to share my uh, share my screen with you guys so everybody can see. While, uh, while you're while you're doing that, while you were at scale, did you go to any talks or did you just go to the vendor area? Just went to the vendor area. Um, now I was kind of there for uh for you know. I had I had an uh, an objective to be, for being there, but yeah, I, I just went to the the vendor areas. So don't hold that against me. All right, gotcha. so on board uh, that I don't think we I think we talked about platform sh last week. I'm not positive about that, but I think we talked about platform sh last week, and then info so. bit. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think we we did because I I was saying I, I wanted to get them on the on the site, but yes. Platform.sh has joined as a bronze sponsor and what, info bip. What is Platform.sh? You can read it right there. The cloud platform as a service to develop websites and web apps. Actually, they, they do a whole lot more. Uh, a nice way to be able to host your your apps easily. And they, they seem to have been real real friendly to the PHP community as well. I've seen them sponsor quite a few things. Uh, I think uh, I don't. I don't think they work there anymore. But um, Garfield worked there at one point. Uh, what's What's Garfield's Larry name? Larry Garfield uh, worked there at one point. I'm pretty sure. I'm like ninety five percent sure on that. And then I'm also pretty sure that they don't work there anymore. But yeah, just if you want to. Host a application, a PHP application, and you don't want to bother with the whole server management. This is the if, sort of solution for you. If you don't want to deal with DevOps, DevOps they will be your, yeah. they will be your DevOps peoples. And then info bip. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. How do you say yeah. it? Yeah, info bip. bip. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're a VoIP service. Uh, so that they, uh, um, Omni, whoa, 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 Omni, whoa. omni-channel communications. Yeah, we don't say so, VoIP. We say VoIP. No, I say VoIP. 
I say, why don't we say VoIP? Did, what did I what did I do wrong? I'm so scared. I, I think I think people who have been in the voice over IP business say VoIP. Like John? Yes. <laughs> I think they say VoIP, but I don't think anyone else says VoIP. Pretty sure everybody VoIP. says VoIP. I'm pretty sure everybody uh, says VoIP. I, I want to go with that. I'm gonna agree say to disagree. Everybody says VoIP. No. What? Can't. So that I guess that was my week. I, I can't think of we had some good good conversations with clients this week. Um making some progress. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh feel like so you guys have done, oh, we, you, we had a meetup last night. Oh, I'll let I'll let John talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm done. You've dealt with a lot of <laughs> PHP tech stuff. Mm-hmm. Always. That's Can our we, week in, in general. Can we get a refresher on what those dates are? We, I'm sure we will be getting way more into tech, but yes. For Tom, because he still doesn't know if he's going yet or not. PHP uh, Tech For in real. Chicago, May 16th through the 18th. Less than 60 days away now, right? Early bird is no longer. So you're paying full price, I'm sorry to say. Unless you, 60, uh, 61 days to go. Unless you know the secret uh, PHP Ugly discount code. And I'll give you a hint, it's PHP Ugly. <laughs> Except you, you need the link. You can't. There's nowhere to enter a code. There, there isn't? Nope. What? The, the secret what? PHP Ugly code is full price, no spaces. That's it. Full price. Oh, you might be able to enter it somewhere. No. Sure. It's, it is not there. Oh, oh, we have no more discount codes? Awesome. All right, you're paying full price. Sorry to tell you. Here, what's your what's your credit card information, John? Let me let me just test it real fast. Four two. <laughs> four don't two. even don't even try because it doesn't. Four two work. four two. Four two four two. Uh, it get goes. going. Get going. I, I tell you, I'm pretty at the end of early bird, I was Pleasantly surprised by where we were on ticket sales. The fact that we kept running out of hotel rooms and had to keep ex- extending our block felt good. Can I say, yeah, I just want to make sure you're not depositing to Silicon Valley Bank, right? Uh, not no. anymore. Like, yeah. our, my life savings was there, but nothing business wise. No, we're strictly Bitcoin now. I really wanted to bring this up. In the last episode, because it was like the the roof was on fire while we did our last episode. Yeah, Silicon Valley. Do that though. Why don't we finish with our weeks, Tom? You're doing a horrible job as host. I just want to say, John, how was your week? My week, like yours, it went by super fast for some reason. Uh, Lots of great things happened work-wise. I uh, got some code out that I was really happy with. And then I uh, ended up doing the, the talk last night at SDPHP. And we were live streaming. And, you know, you'd think we have done recording for some amount of time, except <laughs> we did not test audio. And the audio turned out horrendous. So, yeah. so what was the presentation? 
Uh, I did event sourcing 101. It was basically an intro to event sourcing, but I cheated because I waited to the last minute to do my talk. And I, the first half of my talk was basically ripped off from my introducing event sourcing to a legacy application. Not sponsored. Um, so because I'd given that, that presentation just a few months ago, I'm like, oh, I got this, you know. And of course, I don't remember all the words that I had. They were written in front of me, but the we're, setup we're isn't tired. like, and the setup's not like a conference where you have a podium and your laptop's closer to your face and I can't see anymore. So you'll see me like, I'm like, oh crap, I can't even read my screen. I need to, I should have zoomed in on my, my uh, text, my speaker notes. And then on top of that, the way this setup worked at the venue, we had to use airplay to send video we couldn't get to an hdmi port and i have a a linux desktop so i can't do airplay so i ran the the slides from eric's laptop but all the code sample and everything was on my laptop so i did the speaker notes from mine the uh the presentation from eric's and then trying to keep the the slides in sync was not easy I have the clicker for the slides, but then I had to uh, use a keyboard for my speaker notes. And I, it just, it was a mess. I don't think it turned out as good as I would have hoped. And then on top of that, the, the technical difficulties. So was this kind of like a, like a dry run for the, the tech video stuff or. Yes. For live streaming. If if we can figure things out, we will add live stream tickets. If we can't, then no. If we can't, we will just hopefully record and make the videos available afterwards. I mean, Lyricon's done that for years. It's like not live streaming, but post presentation stuff. I like the live streaming because ideally, you know, people jump in Discord. They can ask the speaker questions. We we will have people monitoring the rooms you know they're going to be running the video equipment anyway so i'm hoping that there can be more interaction if you have a question for the speaker you know it can be relayed through our uh, room monitors well and you can fire kalen when it doesn't work out well that's the goal anyway (laughs) get him in the u.s and Hide the body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, uh, I'm going to let everybody know I still don't have Discord tied to this restream account. So if you do want to really participate in the chat, we have a couple of people chatting with us now. If you really want to participate in our chat, you want to head over to discord.phpugly.com. Pop on in there. That's where we're at all week long, kind of talking to people and I mean, I, I thought I covered that pretty well in the intro, but... Well, we didn't know that it wasn't working during the intro, so I was just kind of bringing it bringing it full circle. Tom, how was your week? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I moved into this house and then immediately went on a week-long trip to San Jose and came back and started doing stuff in the house again and it's just been chaos but i have uh i have lights now that 
cycle through different RGB colors. Well, that's going to be real useful. It's very important. Uh, on top of that, though, it's been interesting. The The first time I went to the big office, it was I was barely started in the company. And this time, I felt much more established. And coming home from that, I feel much more comfortable with the code, comfortable with the work I'm doing. I don't feel the pressure of a new job. Uh, and it's such a it's such a freeing feeling not having that that pressure of pushing yourself so hard for the new job. Hmm. And so this week I've been very productive and very relaxed at the same time. <laughs> I'm very happy with it. And, and while you were there, you talked to all the right people about PHP Tech and bringing the team, you know, for continued learning, sponsorship, advertising in the magazine. I'm sure. I'm sure you hit all those bullet points, right? <laughs> okay, we'll just move on. <laughs> So are you why the bank crashed? You you were out Am in I, Silicon Valley and you crashed the bank? I was there while the bank crashed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about this. I did not know until I was on my way home. So for those who don't know, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, which was the at the time the 16th largest bank in the United States, had overextended... It's it's debit line, and there was a run on the bank, and it crashed this weekend. The FDIC took over. They got bailed out by the FDIC, but a lot of other banks are under new scrutiny that caused them to fail as well, and it is a... Real big mess. Um, Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank was a big source of venture capital funds. So if you got a venture capital investment, that was kind of like where you put your money for your payroll for all your work. Uh, and with the big tech layoff that has happened in the last six months, a lot of people spun off their own new companies. And got venture capital funds and invested those funds in Silicon Valley Bank. So there was a huge concern that these companies that just started with great ideas were going to be sunk by this whole thing. It looks like they're not. But paychecks are biweekly at best and monthly at worst. We haven't yet seen the total fallout of these banks collapsing. Um, For those who are not in the U.S., the FDIC insures deposits up to $250,000. So if you have $250,000 in a bank and the bank collapses, you're covered by government insurance. But we're looking at 
companies like Roku, who had three or four billion dollars in an account at that establishment, they don't get that money back necessarily. Um, and so now it's a it's a huge fight for who gets the money first, how much the government owes the public, and how much corporations are responsible for not vetting their own investments. That sounds crazy. <clears throat> I didn't know it. The only reason I knew about it is my payroll company has kept emailing saying, don't worry, payroll's covered, we're not affected by this. I'm like, affected by what? Why would why would I even care where your money where, like I wouldn't even thought about it. <laughs> so uh like we've we've talked in the past about Linus Tech Tips. Mm. And Linus Tech Tips did a really thorough coverage of this about how large companies will will buy land instead of put money in a bank. Uh and and I don't have the term right. It's it's not a land bank, but it's a land deposit Phil. something what Philip DeFranco no wait you said land I said Phil I was trying to be funny <laughs> uh, so the the weird issue here is that these kinds of instabilities in unregulated bank transactions end up resulting in higher real estate prices because companies large companies who don't want to be under a bank will buy land that they never intend to sell. Kid comes in with the land, land truck. So I, I just figured out the one topic that's more like absolutely mind-numbing than project management. Can you guess what it is? Banking. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get it? Did I get yeah, it? it? It might be more mind-numbing, but it's very important because when when the regulations get relaxed on these banks so that they can make these risky maneuvers that cause bank failures, land prices go up. We, as a collective people, suffer from things that we think wouldn't or shouldn't affect us. Eric, I don't think you got your point. (laughs) No, I got it. I just don't care. I'm the host now. Who's got the big I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. (laughs) That's what Tom Tom just pinned me in a corner. I'm the captain now. (laughs) A lot of people in our industry could have been very, very negatively affected by this and were squeaking by with government assistance. But this could have killed venture capital for the last year and a half. And that's a big deal. So, John, we didn't get to all your PHP topics last week. Did you want to talk about any of those still? Uh, uh, of course. I'm really curious about the RFC you had on here for the admins. Admins? The which ones? Uh, read-only admins. 
Oh. Let me look at it because I don't remember. Running, running smooth as butter today. Yeah. Just... Yeah, you remember that whole bringing up other people's stuff. I know. I, I just had to move on. Otherwise, Tom would have droned on for another 45 minutes about how much it sucks at the banquet. There has been an interesting development in the PHP internals community. What is that? So a developer came along and said, hey, the PHP internals is not adhering to the standards that we've established a long time ago as a as a C plus plus or C community, and I'm going to make like a ton of fixes all at once. And it's not exactly clear what happened, but this pull request for for cleaning up code got merged in, and then it broke something that. Uh, Let's see. It was it was not Marcus. I was say, make sure you get this right because Sarah Goldman is in Discord, so you don't want to bullshit your way through uh, this story. It's me. it's Goldman. No, no, there's there's no, no D. No D. So. Goldman, I'm sorry, Sarah. Uh, so the the contributor is being named as Max. Uh, the it, it looks like. A really classic open source community contribution fight where a, a a PR got merged, it broke something, and the whole thing got reverted. And then there was an argument for a week about what how this should be done properly, should there be an RFC. And then the original contributor said, I, I'm not dealing with this. Which is absolutely like a place I've been before. I've tried to contribute to open source, spent a week trying to defend myself and said, you know what? I don't fucking care. But that was like a, a little project no one used. This was a huge thousands of lines commit to just improve the coding standard, not necessarily performance. And the, the new maintainer, the new person who came in said, I'm not dealing with this anymore. So how does open source even like make any progress forward? If, if, if we scare off the contributors, how do we, how do we attract Positive contributions. That's an open question to the other two people on the podcast. <laughs> I was wondering where you were, where where that was going. I I didn't follow it closely enough. I don't. So I don't have a whole lot to add there. There's a lot of different takes don't on put what your happened. Money in banks. Oh wait, are we talking about something else? Yes. There's a lot of different a, takes. Do you have on a link happened. for this for the show notes, Tom? Yeah. I appreciate if you throw it in Trello and move it over. It'd be nice. Nice of you. See, this is the problem with internals in general. Like, if I was running a ship, (laughs) you know, that would not have happened on my shift. You had your chance. Just saying. I didn't have my chance. That's my 
problem. They didn't even give me a chance. Could have been somebody. We know who deserves a chance. Who is that? Honey Badger. Did you forget already? Did you not, do you not remember what we just talked about? <laughs> Honey Badger. I don't know. I don't. You're killing me. You're killing me. I don't know how to cut to Honey Badger. No, you. There's you, no it's a live, about this. live read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I walked. I signed into the show. Like, I got into our little room here, and you were practicing it. Wait a second. Let me find you it. Wanna... Find it. Hold on. Hold on. You figure it out. Hold on. No, hold on. I got it. Okay. You just you take your time. Do your thing. Right, let me see if I can get their logo real fast. Monitoring. Like web development can be or, complicated. Or just jump into it. That's another approach. There are take, tons of tools and techniques, but you just want to know what your app is up and customers are happy. <laughs> When your customers encounter a problem, you need clear, actionable intelligence, not walls of charts and reams of logs of detail. That's why we built Honey Badger, the monitoring tool we always wanted, a tool that's there when you need it and gets out of your way when you don't so that you can keep shipping. Know when your critical errors occur and which customers are affected. Respond instantly when your systems go down. Improve the health of your systems over time and fix problems before your customers can even report them. Honey Badger is the application health monitoring tool built for you, the developer who cares about a quality product and happy customers. Start monitoring today at honeybadger.io. Honey Badger is free for small teams and setup takes as little as five minutes. Once again, that's honeybadger.io. You are st- thank you, Honey Badger. Let me say that. Thank first. you, Honey Badger. Honey, Honey Badger is great. We use them ourselves. Hey, look at that. Do I do I do the Eric, other one? You're muted, Eric. You're muted. Do I do the other one? No. Yes, we do use them. We do appreciate you, Honey Badger. I'm sorry. I, I was. I, I'm expecting a call from Honey Badger tomorrow. It's like just, just go back to the tape commercials. I, we're, we're sorry we said anything. I like to. Things. I like to think that Honey Badger is like similar to D Brand, where, like, they just you you get to get away with a lot of shit. You guys don't watch Linus Tech Tips. Uh, from time to time, he honestly, the, kind of, the channel has kind of bored me uh, this last year. Or so. <laughs> yeah. This week was not boring. Uh, it, it turns out that Linus thought that the the R word for mentally handicapped people was called the hard R and admitted to using the hard R many times <laughs> when he was younger Five years ago, six years ago, and it was it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen happen on a tech podcast. <laughs> where like I was like, oh, I oh my god, I can't watch this anymore. And it there was there was two minutes where his co-host was just like, 
we gotta we gotta stop this live stream right now. What the fuck are you doing? And then he explained that he did not know what hard R was. And the uh, Linus Tech Tips Reddit went crazy with it, and it was great. Am I supposed to know what that means? Because I have no clue. You don't know what the hard R is? No. You're good. It means you're a good person. It means you're a good person, John. We'll have to tell you after the show, but... I seriously will never tell you. If you don't know it, do I now? Do I now need to Google something? And no, you 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 put you you put the word cunk, cuck, cook, cuck, cuck in my head, Tom. Yes. I'm going to put the hard R into John's. That's a really bad idea. Yeah. It's, okay. I'm. I have no. All clue. right. So you you guys we've we've talked your ear off a lot about uh, PHP Tech, and we're going to do it more. I mean, as we get closer, not going to lie to you. Uh, okay. Um, some very exciting things have happened in P- at PHP Tech in the past. I mean, little standards were made and all this other stuff. But uh, this week, and, and Tom walked away. He's the only person I can talk to about this, and even he probably won't care that much. But uh, last week, I think it was, uh, Laravel India, Lara IN, I think is what it's called, uh, had their conference, Laracon India, uh, which for the most part, I mean, I probably wouldn't have paid it a whole ton of attention, but they announced two fairly interesting projects that if you're a Laravel user may interest you and if you haven't watched the videos you may want to go give it a look i can only assume they're going to talk about more when they when they you know later on because it hasn't actually been released they just kind of teased it um two things and i want to make sure i get these correct there's laravel folio which is this interesting concept that kind of takes you back to um I mean, who did this before? Well, I guess JavaScript does this uh, as well. But uh, Folio is uh, you name a resource route. So uh, the route's called, you know, the, the route can be whatever. And you say, okay, this is the resource route. And then any view you put in there automatically becomes a route for you. So, you know, at, like user, like user.play.php becomes that route. That becomes the route. Like you don't have to go in and create individual routes for every view you create. So that was sort of interesting. It didn't really blow me away because, I mean, not really kind of the the area that, that interests me. But I assume a lot of, especially new developers who might have see it as a challenge getting their head around how routes work and all that might find this useful. Or if you're just doing quick little brochure websites, I can do- I can totally see where it's useful there uh, for sure. But uh, so that's, that's coming. I don't think that is the same. Is that the same folio? I don't know. This, this is a customizable Laravel content management system. That would not be this. I, I don't think okay. there's repos public for, Oh, it's spelled the same way though. Uh, 
if if this yeah, this is was it, from five it, years ago, three years ago. Say, yeah, this is different. Yeah, six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um. So so that's kind of. I mean, that's kind of meh. You know, like I said, if you if you're a young PHP developer or you're a young Laravel developer, you know, new to PHP. When I say young, new to PHP and new to Laravel, you might see some benefit to this. Uh, so yeah, it's it's whatever. You know, kind of cool. The one I'm excited about is called Laravel Volt. Now, Laravel Volt is extremely interesting. I'm still not totally clear if Laravel Volt requires Livewire, which I think, like, talking or, or hear, listening to the talk kind of is what it, it leads me to believe, or I guess there's still the outside chance that somebody took my advice and integrated Livewire into Laravel. But either way, it's very cool. Um, so Livewire already has this concept of inline uh, components. So you can you can create a Livewire component and you can actually put your blade, your rendering blade in that component. So you don't have to go create a separate file. This kind of throws that paradigm on its head. So in this scenario with Laravel Volt, you create a blade and you can actually stick your live wire code above it. Kind of like, I, I know this is how, I'm, I'm not a JavaScript person, but I know Vue like did this, like where they put their like logic above the, 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 the code for rendering the page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Laravel Volt kind of, kind of is that, which I really like that idea because so many times I'm like, oh, I just want to do this one little kind of dynamic thing. And, you know, instead of creating a component and creating a view and pulling, you know, pulling everything together, just, you just create your, your view, you add your little, your little live wire snippets and Taylor referred to everything as live wire. That's why I, I think that, you know, live wire would be a, dependency or requirement this would be a dependency of livewire or a requirement of require livewire because taylor always would always use livewire livewire component livewire this livewire that so that really cool so two things uh we can kind of look on the horizon for are laravel volt laravel folio if you're a laravel and php developer uh that is what you want to keep an eye out for. We also have the release of uh, Laravel Valet 4 this week, which uh, as much as it doesn't have a whole bunch of new features, is a full rewrite of the internal engine to more resemble the behaviors of Laravel Valet 2. Why... why uh... Okay, I I wasn't aware of this. What what happened to Laravel Valley Two that is trying to trying to behave more like it? Uh, it's a matter of the simplicity of the configuration and the number of containers that get spun up. Uh, it looks like after Valley Two, things got too complicated, too difficult for uh, a quick spin up and. Uh, Valet 4 is trying to get back to that original, you know, spin this up as quick as you can. Don't worry too much about resource management. We'll worry about it. Uh, get things 
functional as quickly as possible. Oh, all right. I see that. I see that here. All right. I'll throw that in the show notes as well. Valley 3. So Valley 3 was released in March of 2022 with the primary focus on adding support for multiple versions of PHP running in parallel on the same machine, which is one of the reasons why I started using Lando. Uh, so interesting. Yeah. Which is a, a great goal. But now that Laravel has a requirement for PHP 8.1, well, maybe 8. Is it 8.2 now? It's 8.1. It'll be 8.2 in, what, August? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. They, 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 seem, to, they seem to push push those requirements ahead with their framework pretty regularly. Oh, that, that reminds me, John, uh, now that Tom brought that up. Uh, with your presentation on event sourcing, I was surprised to hear you say that PHP 8.2 was a requirement. What about your code? What about 8.2 were you using? So it turns out everything I demoed was not requiring 8.2. I, in the, the, the piece that I didn't finish up, which was the snapshotting, uh, I was using a, another package and it was tied to 8.2. So as I was trying to write that code uh, and I brought that in, all of a sudden I had to upgrade uh, my local PHP to 8.2, get that all running. I just, I didn't get the code finished again, being a last minute part of the presentation. I wasn't able to get it done. I don't do snapshotting in general. Uh, just don't do enough, have enough events per aggregate to make it worth it. Uh, my demo last night, I had a hundred thousand of events on a single aggregate. And granted, it's it's a little slow. It took like one point two seconds to <laughs> to get the aggregate back up and going. But if you have a hundred thousand events, <laughs> I'm sure you have more. Uh, you have more resources to be able to. I say you're not running it on a laptop, really. You don't do that. <laughs> well, but this is something we've talked about at length as presenters and hosts of of meetups. Is that if you really want to understand something, if you really want to learn something, commit yourself to a presentation on it, mm-hmm. and you will start to learn the ins and outs. You will you will have a purpose to to learning this thing. Commit to writing uh, an article for a magazine. I I think there's one out there that is always what kind of magazine writers. would what what magazine would take PHP code examples? I can't even <laughs> think of one. I'm glad you asked, Tom. The PHP Architect magazine. <laughs> no, seriously. I every time I've written an article for. The magazine prior to us having taken over operations again you learn so much by needing to write about it when you're trying to show somebody else what you've learned you want to go that that extra step of learning something in addition like there's well, so there's, much more that can be done there's going to be questions the fox pro guy is going to say yes but how do you add a column Never gets old. <clears throat> Never. No, it does actually. Are you sure? I, I see. I don't. 
I've never minded going and giving a presentation or, or talking to people and just being upfront. I, I'm not going to have the answers. I don't know everything about this topic. Ask, maybe we'll figure it out together. I like, I like those types of conversations when giving a presentation of somebody asked something that maybe I haven't thought about. And it's like, I don't know, but maybe after the, after the presentation's done, you sit down and you figure it out together, or it just gives you something to think about, you know, later on and maybe find an answer to it. Well, and we've done that a lot as friends and coworkers. We've, we've spent a lot of time after these meetups really going over like fine details and saying like, well, maybe this works, maybe this doesn't. And, you know, spending time on Google and figuring things out. I, I think that's uh, one of the, one of the best things about meetups is you get to ask questions after the fact you get to say, Hey, is this in your experience? Is this how this works? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I'm giving a presentation for my company on enums tomorrow. And I really wish I could have done that presentation with a group of people at a at a meetup before I did it with my my peers. Because there's going to be a lot of questions I don't have answers for. What kind of it's, on enums I I'm trying to wonder think about what question somebody would ask but is this like a uh, lunch type thing where a lunch and learn people sit around to hear your presentation or uh, what is this so we're doing an upgrade from seven nine to or maybe eight to eight two there was no seven nine yeah so You're talking about php be, yeah php eight to eight seven. Two. okay so there's a lot of enum stuff going on. Uh, there's specific ways of doing enums that are database storable and not database storable. And whenever we want to use enums, we have to use a database storable version, which is a specific format. And we have to make sure that the enums are namespaced to what they should be in a way that's readable. So status is a bad enum. Client status is a good enum. Counselor status is a good enum. But just status... Why is status a bad enum? Because as the product progresses, clients can have statuses that counselors can't have. And counselors can have statuses that clients can't have. And an enum should be a very select group that says, you can be any of these things. You are one of these. Yeah, but namespace, you you could still have a status enum in a client namespace or a Ab- counselor namespace. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that's but the same thing. but Thank for, you, for programmatic readability... Client status continuing versus counselor status continuing means fundamentally two different things. For client status, for client status continuing, it could have references towards billing. It could have references towards 
scheduling, references towards vacation time. Counselor statuses could have references towards payments. References on point, they'd be different namespaces in the code. So they're, so they're different. They're different namespaces, but that has to be legible in the code, like deeper in the code. Uh, when you're dealing with uh, a greenfield application, absolutely, this would make sense to have status as just one thing. But when you're Let's... dealing with legacy applications. I'm not saying have it as one thing. They're still separate. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get around the. You're saying the status is bad, client status good. How is if if there are two completely separate classes in different namespaces that happen to have the same name? How is that bad? So in in a lot of legacy code, you're dealing with both clients and counselors or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're you want to do a comparison where where client status is this and counselor status is this. And you can I mean you would alias one of them? You can, you can yeah, you can alias one of them. Or both of them, yeah. Or both of them. Yeah, in, in that scenario I would probably alias both sure, of them. Sure. You can, you can if I'm imp- using if I'm using it in the same You can import mm-hmm. you can import as client status or import as counselor status, but the code starts to smell when you start doing that. When you start renamespacing things, you start renaming classes as you import them. That code starts to smell. I'm not. I'm not no, disag- disagreeing. I'm. I'm just trying to figure out where that line is, right? And you. You started this by. You're storing this in the database. The database doesn't care if you're if you have the namespace and the actual class at the end. No, for the database, the, the database is zero one two three zero one two three. It doesn't know the difference. I'm talking about code legibility. Well, it doesn't not one two three, but I'm not sure what you. Well, I'm not sure what that statement meant. Exactly. He's 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 projecting out the value of the enum, what it would be, and then you can rehydrate from that, but you're not you're not storing a serialized value object at that point. You're storing the value of the enum, and then you have to remake it. So that so has nothing to do with the enum, whether it's in, client in status, PHP, status or counselor status. In PHP's Integration of enums. These are called integer-backed enums, where the enum translates directly back to an integer that can be stored in the database. Right. And that's the only way that I want to see enums used in code, because that's the only way we can store them that indexes it properly. If if you uh, back your you enums mean? with a string then now you have a, a string in your database that does not correlate. John, go ahead. No, I accidentally muted in Restream. Eric's going to kill me. I'm fired. I, I, as soon as You're I did so, it. I like, no. So fired. We were, we were so close to being done. I know. So I'm close sorry. to being done. So an, an integer-backed enum 
can directly tie to a model with a name that's le- like legible in the model. You can say, does this equal draft? Does this equal published? It was. It's more of how you started this part of the conversation about the namespace, and they're two completely different things. What's stored in the in the database has nothing to do with whether it's called status, client status, or counselor status. You're talking about just in the code, and I'm maintaining I'm, that I'm it talking doesn't about matter. Active, active record considers that the integer for status is an enum. Right, but it doesn't care. <clears throat> As long as your mapping in that active record is correct and you say, I am using this status, whether it is a namespaced status class within a client namespace or a counselor namespace, or you call the class counselor status, doesn't matter. Once you have that mapped correctly, you're fine. Yes, you could change that. And because it's integer backed and now you change it to from counselor status to client status, your code's going to break because you're using a completely different number, possibly. But you're not going to do that. Yeah, but you catch the you catch the code breaking earlier. No, you don't. It doesn't matter. in In my opinion, it doesn't. The naming doesn't matter. It was the fact that you said status is bad. Clarity is good. Well, status it, is bad. Status type. No, it's not bad. Our patrons. Our patrons. Our patrons on Patreon. Our pates. Our patrons on Patreon. You keep saying it like, am I saying it wrong or something? Because I'm. You, I'm not you add the. It. You add the e. So you say Patreons on Patreon versus patrons on Patreon. It's not that big of a deal. I've gotten over it. Apparently, I used, it is. I used, um, I used to correct every time, and I got, I was like, eh, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Everyone knows what we mean. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. We do. We do. You make the show uh, a little better every time a new one of you come on board. So uh, we really need a few more because the show has a long ways to go. Thank you, all of our patrons. Did I say it right that time? Nope, but that's okay. Almost. Patron. Like the like Patrons. uh, Yeah, like the tequila. Patrons. Oh god. On Patreon. I'm I'm being You're being called out. I'm being invaded. Oh we we got we got toast can happening. We got kids kids coming in. Your wife's coming to your defense. That's impressive. Did you just call my wife a dog, Tom? No, I said your wife's coming to your defense. That's very impressive. Oh, That's over Discord. Discord. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I was going to say, brother, we about to throw down. <laughs> about to throw down. Oh, that's right. Run, run. Run, Tom. I like how last yeah. time he took himself out, but this time he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice of him. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, uh, my kids are in town. So we have a uh, we have birthdays to celebrate and oh really happy do. birthday! Mm. Very exciting, very exciting stuff. So, all right, well, 
I don't know. Do we have anything else to discuss? I'm sure there's plenty, but it can wait till next week. I feel like we, we want to leave them wanting more. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. We talked about Honey Badger. We we did our Patreon thing. We, we did. Up, we I did. Guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to put on a little QR code. Get $100 off your, your tech ticket. There you uh, go. Taking care uh, of our people. Yeah. Oh, Wait a minute. $100? What are you thinking, John? Oh, crap. I, I put an extra zero on there. Damn it. God damn it. You're, you're like the scammers. You put too many zeros. <laughs> now you have to refund. <laughs> damn it, if John. I, if you don't give me that $90 back. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> um, <it. laughs> next week, we'll talk about the RFCs that have been on the board for a, a couple weeks now. Yeah. We'll, co- we'll cover those. Yeah, we're wrapping up. Well, before we wrap up, Tom, I, I need to know what is the uh, what is that little thing up in the corner there? Um, looks like a like a like a, a shield or something. A clock? Is that a clock? Yeah, it's a clock. Oh, that's very disappointing. I was hoping it was something <laughs> I know, more I know. exciting. Before we leave, your clock leave, behind you? Why is it behind you? Why is my clock behind me? You you turn around to look at your clock? Do you see what's in front of me? You have a clock behind you, too. Do I? (laughs) Other side. (laughs) Yeah, you almost... Docker is holding... (laughs) Docker is holding open source projects for ransom. So we we all know about... We all know about Docker Hub. Docker Hub is a place where... If you're an open source project, you can post your image. People can download it. But Docker Hub has very, very particular rules. Those being that you can never, ever, 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 ever monetize what you're doing in any way whatsoever. You can accept, like, Patreon gifts... But if you accept money from anything other than just individual users, you have to be a member of Docker's pro program, which is, I believe, $420 a year. Interesting Uh, number. So, yes. So, recently, uh, a lot of people, some people, who have been hosting their projects on uh, Docker Hub have been told, hey, if you don't start paying us this money, we're going to just remove your project. Uh, there's no clarification that if the project is removed, somebody else can't take the same name. So I could start injecting uh, malicious code under your previous Docker Hub profile. There's no real good reason for Docker to be doing this for open source projects that have been there since, what, 2006? They just suddenly said, hey, you're, you're making money. Give us your money. Uh, a lot of developers have apparently moved from Docker to 
the GitHub equivalent. Uh, let's see what's GitHub sources. Get GHCR. Uh, but there's not a lot of assurance that GitHub is not going to do the same thing. So the most important thing is if you're pulling from a Docker hub container, lock your lock file, make sure that you're pulling the same version you expect to pull, uh, check up with your open source provider and make sure that they have not moved to, uh, another provider such as GitHub. But Docker is putting pressure on open source, and it's not cool. Although I uh, have a client paying for Docker Hub, now I'm going to look at GitHub Container Registry. Why not? Yeah, yeah, that's actually not a terrible idea. Along that same lines, John, you you got me after your after your talk last night, you got me uh, hooked on event store DB again. I, I've been in that site all day long reading docu- documents. I still I haven't really tried am- it because MySQL has done well for me. So I don't know what the overall benefit would be. And I have been gun shy to introduce another piece of tech. Right. There. Yeah. I, I totally Why? I I kind of feel the, but I kind of feel. I mean, I guess if you have different MySQL servers, you're you you have the same benefit. But I I feel like you're losing a lot of the benefit as well with uh, using events event sourcing on the same server as any projections are on. I mean, like all that. I guess you can still potentially just drop a different table. I don't know. Like you really got me yesterday about the whole the the idea of reprojecting everything out i mean i feel like that's such an edge case like that's a disaster recovery this is our last hope sort of thing what reprojecting yeah no not at all it my my point being you've you're projecting what you're doing today big use case is when it comes to reporting projecting to very specialized tables for reporting so that they're super well indexed makes it a lot easier to uh, run those reports. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I guess I wasn't clear on that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You could still project new tables that might have a benefit for you. I'm I'm talking more about, Hey, you lost your database. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Everything's event source. You can actually rebuild your database, you know, from from the absolute moment in time, from the last thing your system remembers doing, you can rebuild your database, uh, which is where I was going. And then, like I said, that's got to be a very edge case because, like, I think of all the layers of backups that we have in our environment, including the AWS point in time recovery, which we've used. So I got, but not everybody's using AWS. Not everybody has point in time recoveries, which is where I would go back to. Okay, if you were depending on this in a disaster recovery situation, yeah, you really kind of want to keep it separate from everything else. And that and that gets hard because very few applications, even ones that use event sourcing heavily, have all of their data in 
the event stream. There's often mm-hmm. there's often tables and data that are outside of the event stream that you know really don't have any part of an aggregate. It's just data that is part of right. the system. Right. I, I, I and I'm guilty of doing that as well. So. <sighs> yeah. But isn't the idea to have everything as an aggregate of an event stream? I mean, ideally, if you can, but... And that's the other thing we, we talked about is... And I, I kept I kept kind of prodding you on it, and you kept saying, no, 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 just wait, just wait, not yet, not yet. What is your threshold for new aggregates? Um, my My threshold... I don't have one. Mm-hmm. It, it is my short answer. I I currently I build a feature, and if mm-hmm. if it's going to be event source, that kind of becomes my aggregate of whatever that is. Uh, yeah. We have done uh, almost like aggregates of aggregates. So aggregates it, of aggregates. Our aggregate will have an aggregate deeper down. So. Uh, in this particular case, it's called number pools. It's a, a number pool has numbers and then the number itself is also an aggregate. So as it changes over time, you know, Hey, I want to provision this number. Hey, I want to change something about it. It's an, it's own aggregate. And then it can be added into a pool, which is another aggregate. Um, they're maintained somewhat separately and then there's logic around when we when things are persisted to make sure it's all or nothing like if you don't save one and not the other if, That's if they're both being is, affected is this a persistent system like MySQL or yeah are you you talking about event store db yeah yeah, yeah it's it's, it's just more it's just more tailored towards storing events which i i i i want to i haven't actually gotten into the product yet i've been reading all their like paperwork on you know what is event sourcing what is cores all that other kind of kind of revisiting that i i'm really curious about what makes their database event specific you know event dialed in right um, I'm curious because I still think like this just seems like such a perfect fit for a document store. These uh, these aggregates, but maybe not. I actually I say that maybe maybe it is. Well, we talked about that quite a bit on the uh, Discord channel. Is like what is persistent data, what is indexable data, and what is non-persistent data. No, yeah, I mean persistent and indexable are two separate things. So no, that, that's what it means. Like. We we talked a lot about MySQL eight and how MySQL eight allows for indexes on JSON data tables. Mm-hmm. So I I just I wonder how that does or doesn't fit into this event source modeling. Well, I, so when you when it comes to storing events, there's lots of ways of of storing it. Right, traditionally I use a single table. Uh, and then it, the aggregate ID is indexed. But you can also do a table per aggregate. So everything in that table is just for that aggregate. 
granite, you're going to have but table for aggregate. Yeah, you you end up with that's lots of tables. tables. That's a lot of tables, but it's all managed by the event the event sourcing library at that point. Good or bad, it definitely makes your files. You have a ton of files on your MySQL server, but they're all much smaller. So indexing is going to be super fast. That even if you have to do a, a full table scan, it's super fast. I think that's where something like an event store DB comes in. Like you don't deal with any of that. It's it's probably all handled behind the scenes, and they might be doing the same thing, where it's being stored so completely separately. It's just kind of per aggregate. Hmm. Again, I don't know. I'm not. I don't use it, but that's my guess. It's just the way it's stored is more intelligent. Hmm. I don't want to list my tables and have you know a hundred thousand tables and trying to f- scroll through them. It probably wouldn't be so bad if I stored events in a separate database versus right now it's in the same database as the application. And it's just another table in there, so I don't. I, I would prefer to have just a few tables. Hmm. Cool. All right. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I, I will say one last thing real quick. Uh, I'm working on a PHP roundtable. I had a meeting with somebody I was very excited to have a meeting with last week. I, you know me. I will share. I will overshare. Uh, but we're just kind of pulling guests in. So I want to make sure I get the panel kind of locked in and committed to a day. And then I'll tell everybody who it, who it is and what it's, it's about. Sarah, isn't it? It's a, it's a, uh, Sarah is always on the panel. There's, you don't, you don't listen to that podcast. You don't, you don't every, listen to this podcast every week. I listen to it. Just, it's not a weekly podcast. <laughs> no, I like, I, I, I do. Three, I do. Three I times a month. had, I had I had set a goal for myself to do it every month. Um, I do think I'm going to miss March just because we've had a lot going on, and honestly, probably May as well. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to set that set everybody up right now. May will probably be missed, but uh, but yeah, we're we're working on getting getting some people together. We're reaching out to people, and um, I got I got invited. Oh. Oh, never mind. This is why. This is why I don't invite you. Okay. So confused. I think it's okay. Time. Host, you want to take us out? You've been listening to PHP Ugly. This has been episode three hundred and twenty-seven. I can't believe we've gotten that far. I'm Tom. Right out. <laughs> Give me our full names. I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm John. Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. And shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. 
Shouts out to PHP, the ugly. It's called ugly because it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting. I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom. That came from Thomas. Yeah, can nobody go beyond this? I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise. Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish. We talking about the PHP, the programming language. About to break it down, no exaggeration. What do y'all do for a living web applications? Okay, I can dig it. My words spray tight. Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights. Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude. I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube. So let's get it. You know my lyrics are major. All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing. Keep it ugly. We ending every show with the saying it's lovely. Let's go. Yeah, come on.